Hello and welcome to another episode of The Bold, Brilliant and Broke. How are you doing? I don't know. Why are you talking to me all that much? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm here with my guest, Levi. She's a good friend of mine. Hello. We were just talking about how sore we're feeling today. We are. We're feeling very bruised. Our friend Maria, who was on the last episode, and if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out. It's amazing. It was amazing. It she, was amazing. Yeah. She is leaving to go to her new job in Italy. So we went to her leaving party last night. We got a bit carried away, but we still managed to be here for you today. Three hours sleep. I'm still here, baby. Yeah. That's all that matters that we're exactly. here. Exactly. <laughs> Three hours no matter sleep what stay. Yeah. Literally. So, Levi, can you tell our listeners who you are and what you do? Okay, sure. Um, most people know me by Levi. My first name is Asata, surname Ibrahima, um, and I'm a designer and recently turned freelance stylist as well. Yes. How is that going? It's interesting. I've only been freelance for two months now. And um, before that, you worked? Before then, I worked in industry on the design team um, for a London brand. Yeah. Can you say the brand? Sure. I worked at Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Victoria Beckham. Kyra's staring at me like really intently. Yeah, and I'm, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is intense. This is so I've noticed intense. that, like, my eye contact. I'm really. I can hold eye contact for a very long period of time. I can, but like, not when I'm in nervous situations. And this is something <laughs> I've never done before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Going into the unknown. Exactly. Exploring. You know, trying new things and all that. So I did a quiz on my Instagram stories this week and they were focused on like the way that we work, mm. which is something that I kind of like wanted to both honor and interrogate. I think the way that we work is like more, it's like a choice that we're like now actively deciding. Yes. Like I, when I graduated uni, I definitely thought that like getting in a job and being hired by someone was like, that's the way you do the it. Standard, like, yeah. yeah. And like all my self-esteem was kind of pitted on this, like on basically someone choosing me. Mm. for a role mm. and especially when it's creative because yeah. you definitely do feel like then that you're chosen it's not just you've sent your cv to like this obscure job you're not like an obscure person it's your work and you that's you know that's yeah. been picked yeah and you feel like you're part of this like inner circle did you feel that at victoria beckham that I was chosen to be there. I mean, yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean, it's an amazing brand. I remember when you got that job, I remember thinking like, wow, that's just like, it's so you. Yeah, no, it was an, it was an amazing experience. I learned everything that I feel like I could have learned yeah. there. And I think it was really important for me to do that before the next step in my yeah. career or where I want to go, where I see myself going. That was a really important part of my journey. Yeah. Um, and, and you were there for a year. A year and a half. Said, okay year and a half um and yeah i didn't renew my contract but i am going back next week for fashion week so she's been hired she left there as a freelancer and now she's been hired hired as a freelancer freelancer. which is amazing yeah and so one of the questions that i asked was if you are not a freelancer currently is it on the cards and 59 percent of people said it was in their future what inspired you to go freelance yeah to leave and i just i just wanted to do my own thing and also for some reason 
I don't know if you remember, but at uni, they would always ask us, like, what brands would you want to work for? Yeah. And I always had a set standard of brands in my head. I always knew the kind of level that I wanted to work at. But whilst I was working for these brands, there was something in me that was like, I feel like I should be doing more. Yeah. I want to do more. I see more for myself. Yeah. Um, so that was, number one, the starting point. Um, and then... I just don't, I I felt a bit stagnant. It was just like, you know, I just wanted to create my own thing. I didn't want to be like running around and I was just overworking for other people. Doing someone else's dream. It's like, I remember us having a conversation about this. Like, I think we kind of both came to the realization that our dreams for ourselves are so much bigger than any employer could give us. There's no way that they could satisfy like our desire. And I realized that because I thought no matter what brand I go to, there's still going to be something inside of me that wants more. more. Yeah. And that's just a risk that I have to take. Yeah. And I've taken it. So, you know, here we are. And it is a risk. I think it is a risk. We do kind of like downplay how... I guess how scary, how much you have to like let go of complete control of yeah. everything to go freelance. I kind of didn't think about it like that. I literally just went on in it blind. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> just I, like I just have to go. I, I just have to leave. <laughs> I just need to do this. If it's like, if it's not now, then when? And it's actually quite funny because I was reading. What was I reading? Well, I was listening to something. I was listening to a podcast. I'm going to find out the name and get back to you on that. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about how the excuse of it's not the right time is just like masking the fear. Yeah. I was like, Oh my God. It's yeah. so interesting how so often like fear, like you never usually feel like scared. Yeah. But it comes exactly. up in a really like logical reason yeah. why you can't do something. Yeah, You're like, exactly. Oh, like, you know, exactly. Like it's just not the right time. Yeah. So but that is actually I, just fear talk. Yeah. Isn't it? That's what I used to say to myself. Oh, it's not the right time to do a collection. It's not the right time. But, you have to do it like yeah. and if it's not the right time now then am I going to wait another five years yeah yeah like how long are you willing to how wait? long exactly and it's kind of just like I've been thinking about this a lot it's just kind of like this is your life yeah like, life is not in 10 years time yeah life is not like when you get that amazing promotion when you get like to the CEO exactly. level of your company like life exactly. is today it's a Sunday like what are you doing now every day that's fulfilling mm. you mm. And taking you one step closer to your end goal, whatever that may be. Yeah. Big or small or... Yeah, for sure. 64% of people said that their freelance career has been a constant struggle. Which, actually, to be fair, I did make it quite difficult because the other option you could have chosen is love in every second. Okay. How would you describe how you feel I'm in between both. Okay. Loving every bit of it because I'm in really, really having the best time being yeah. in my studio and yeah. making my collection like yeah. at the moment. Um, struggle is like getting jobs and also chasing people <laughs> yeah. to pay me. Like I never, yes. I never thought I'd have to like hunt someone down to be paid, but here I am on a Sunday hunting someone down to be paid. But um, yeah, I'm in between both. I know it's going to be a struggle, but I'm not really scared of the struggle. Mm. I'm not scared of the struggle. Why aren't you scared? Because it's what I want to do. Yeah. So. Whether it's going to be hard or a struggle, either way, I have to do it. So, you know. Is struggle the word that you'd use to describe? Because I feel like so much of life is just our experience through our wording. Mm. Because if you are using the word struggle to describe your journey, that sounds horrible and unfulfilling. And Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I wouldn't say, mm, what word would I use? 
don't know. Probably just difficult. Okay. It's just a difficult aspect of being a freelancer. Yeah. It's not, I wouldn't call it a struggle. Struggle makes it sound like, oh my God, I do not want to be a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> and I do want to be a part of it. So yeah. I think at the beginning for me, I found it a struggle mm. when I like left because I had all these things going on. Like I was freelance almost straight away after I left uni. Yeah, you and were. I had a lot of expectations of the world. Mm. I was like, okay, like I've done my degree now. I've done the hard bit now. Like someone just needs to give me a job. So I, I guess I kind of had a chip on my shoulder. Like I felt so entitled to like all these jobs and all this work why do you think you felt entitled i think it comes from the way that we're schooled really like mm. i went when i was at school like i did what i had to do mm. i got the, and mm. what i wanted at the end was the a star mm-hmm. and i got them and it was always like you're at school like you train hard train hard you study hard and then you get given something mm-hmm. so i was like okay like i've done my degree i've done it really well now someone has to give me something yeah I feel like that is the case with a lot of creatives especially like as designers because already you're being told like oh you're so talented you know yeah this is great your work is amazing um and then when you do go out in the real world you're like okay why doesn't everyone else think I'm amazing yeah, and why is yeah. nobody lining up to and give if me I'm a so job? amazing why is my bank account not reflecting that hello yeah <laughs> where is that like <laughs> exactly but then I remember someone once told me like oh hard work always beats talent and in my mind I was like but either way, I'm still talented and I'm, my, my things are nicer. So yeah, how? yeah, but to an extent, that is really true because I've seen people whose, you know, work I may not think is like amazing, but yeah. they've gotten to places because their hard work has put them there. Yeah. I guess. And I feel like also not only hard work, that but was willing really subjective. Be- that was really, was that mean? Oh no. No, no, <laughs> that was not mean. That's totally fine. But I feel like in a way it's true. Like, cause I saw a quote recently saying like, there's people like less qualified than you doing the things that you want to do. Yeah. So like you might as well yeah. just go out. And then and I just it. would get so angry at myself. Cause I'm like, you see, like you could be doing X, Y, Z. Yeah. If you just felt the fear and did it anyway, yeah. as they say. And that's the thing that with entrepreneurship, like someone described me as an entrepreneur at a dinner the other day and I was Mm. like, oh my God, wow, wow. Like it's like they had given me permission to like label my journey like that. And I feel like what I've been learning is that if you decide to go out on your own, there's no one, no one who's going to give you the clients that you want. No one's going to give you the rate that you Mm -hmm. want. No one's going to give you the, I don't know, advertising or exposure. Like entrepreneurship, I feel like it's so vulnerable because you have to like say like, I want this and you have to go get it. Mm. It's not like when you're in a job, you kind of just go to your manager and you're like, oh, like, you know, can you sort sort this out out for me? Like, it's really like vulnerable in the sense like if there's something you want to make happen, you Mm. have to do that. Mm. And then it's kind of like, goes deeper then you're like okay so like what do I want like what do I want my life to look like yeah and what do I want to spend my time and effort because now you have more of it to yourself yeah so it becomes a lot more like okay this is my time what do I want to do with my time what do I where do I want to put my efforts and I feel like that's the rewarding part of being an entrepreneur or self-employed is that you have so much choice Mm. that you actually have so much choice and for me that has like been the most amazing thing to have and I feel like choice is so powerful because yeah. again, like this is your life. This exactly. is your one life. Exactly. And if you're, if you feel like you're not making all the choices in your life, then I feel like that's a kind of a problem mm. or it's kind of something that should be looked at. Yeah, definitely. 
And that's how I felt when I was in like, after a while when I was in jobs, I felt like I wasn't being able to make a choice. And I get really frustrated and I start doing, you know, like maybe a bad job or I'm not enjoying it. Or if I wake up in the morning, I'm like, oh, I have to go to work. And for me, that's just not how I want to live my life. And I don't think that's how anyone should live their life. That's so interesting because I feel like what you're kind of saying there is that the fact that you don't don't have like personal choice it's kind of manifesting in other ways yes like it's showing up as feeling like or like not doing a good job as you Mm. said but for me I think it showed up as being like resentful yeah not wanting to make close relationships with the people that I work with like kind of like hating them in a way Mm. Mm. when really like all it is is that I feel like I don't have any personal autonomy exactly which is so key as a human being I think so so important 63% of people said that entrepreneurship is on the cards for them. And some of the reasons why I thought were really nice and I wanted to share them. Tell us. So one that I really loved was that a family business for generations to come is a dream of mine. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea because I was thinking of like, how can we describe entrepreneurship? Mm. And I feel like it's different from being self-employed because self-employment is like a job for yourself. Mm -hmm. But it, if you're building something that can work when you're not there. Goes beyond you. And yeah. goes beyond you. Like that is entrepreneurship. Mm. And I feel like that's where our creativity can lead to. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's really amazing. Agreed. Agreed. I think as an entrepreneur, it's not just about you anyway. It's about people that look up to you. It's about your family. It's about, yeah. again, the generations to come. Yeah. Mm. That's a really good question. <laughs> a really good answer as well. Yeah, I love that. Building a business will allow you to work in a way that's completely in line with your vision and your values, mm-hmm. which I think it's like something we're already talking mm-hmm. about now. Mm-hmm. One was, I'm 19 and I'm already sick of working for ourselves. Babe, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 24 and I'm sick. I feel you. Another one was, I want to be my own boss and reap the rewards of my hard work and I want to help society. Love that. Which I kind of also love. And I would love to know like how this person plans to help society. Like, Mm. is it going to be like a charitable way or is it you're just going to go into the world, imagine something really crazy for you and you're going to help others by just inspiring yourself Mm -hmm. and inspiring Mm -hmm. others? Mm Because I kind of love that. Yeah. Like, I feel like every time someone dreams big and they go for it, it helps society or it helps the people around them because they're like, oh, yeah, that could happen could do, in yeah, my life too. Mm. No, I do love that. Like my friend the other day was like, oh, you're doing so amazing. You're doing this for you. And I'm like, I'm not just doing it for me. I'm doing it for, you know, the young black girl in Ivory Coast who didn't have like a black designer to look up to. Or I'm doing this for people in unis that they may not have been their first choice or didn't go to the most prestigious unis and they can, yeah. you can still do anything it goes beyond me my brand it's for everyone it's for us yeah you need more people like that especially especially with fashion design it kind of feels like if you don't go one of to like four universities it Mm. feels like you're not gonna like make it Mm. and so much of the industry kind of supports that belief yeah so then it's like when people go and like like you go and do amazing things you're like oh wow you've completely challenged the way that i saw the world yeah now i can do it for myself I think for me as well because I've always had like that's been I've got tunnel vision when it comes to that I've always known like where I want to have my brand what I want to do with it so it's I've never even like the rest of the the things is just noise Mm. so it's not like it never was oh I didn't go to this uni or or I'm not studying you never even had those thoughts no I never had those thoughts because either way I'm still gonna create what I want to create how I create it and 
get it to where it needs to be. Yeah. And what are your plans for your business? If you were to think, <laughs> Levi's cringing. <laughs> In your larger vision, what does it look like? Well, I don't really like to talk about my plans. Okay. Can you talk about it in more like a vague way where you're not giving anything away, but maybe like, how would this brand contribute to society or the people around Jobs. You? Yeah. Creating jobs and paid jobs. Yeah. As well, which is something that's really important to me. Yeah. And, you know, I do want to help people in other countries that may not have the, you know, the privilege. Because at the end of the day, we do have some sort of privilege living in London and having access to our creativity and able being able to like fuel our vision yeah paying jobs um <laughs> i'm cringing right now so much. <laughs> oh, i don't know what else my mind has like gone blank please it's edit so this out <laughs> i've just been having so much fun like watching you do what you do because every time you like you post something on instagram and like you show us a little clip of your collection because mm. i know it hasn't come out yet mm-hmm. and it will be in a few weeks or it so i be. think Fingers um, crossed. Yeah. I love it because I already feel like I can kind of imagine the f- future. Like I can imagine Yeah, a store. that's how I feel. I can imagine like a store. I can imagine where it's all going to be stocked. I can imagine the woman that's going to be wearing it. Yeah. I can imagine the shoes you'll be wearing it with. I can imagine the jewellery you'll be wearing yeah, it with. Yeah, you're really so good at that. Like it's being really specific and exactly. really niche. Yeah. Like I already feel like I know what hangers it's going to be on and what it's going to feel like to like... Maybe because I just know you quite well. Yeah. But I already know like what it's going to feel like to be part of your brand. Yeah. I feel like that's, I've just had always had that. Yeah. And when I could like, as soon as I figured out my aesthetic and the kind of designer I wanted to be and the kind of woman or man or whoever I wanted to dress, that's just been the main vision. Like nothing, nothing else. I've not, never been one of those designers to like, you know, one season I'm trying this or one season I'm trying that. I always have like, you can distinctive yeah basically. yeah it's almost like it's part of your dna or something yeah, like exactly. you're just like oh that's I very mean, you. you know it's just comes comes easy babe <laughs> <laughs> so your freelance or self-employment journey do you think it has to be hard i wish it didn't because yeah. i hate i also hate the idea that you have to struggle to like get to where you want to be like the idea of like hustling yeah i really hate that word i don't think it has to be hard but i think there should be like testing times yeah because if you then you find out if you really want to do it if this is something that you really want to do if you're just going to give up at like the first hurdle then it's not something that you really wanted in the end so even if it is hard you just overcome that like it's just water for ducks back okay that that was a hard day or that was a you know a tough tough time but we move like yeah we continue i can't remember what i was reading actually i think it's in that book so we both have read or just finished reading the millionaire mindset book which is incredible if you haven't read it so good it's by i'm just getting it it's by harv ecker I think that's how I say his name. And it basically, it's just a really incredible book. You should all read it. Both of our books are tattered and like highlighted. There's like post-it notes. And I've only read it once. (laughs) Literally. But it's so good. But I think he describes making money and like making the kind of life that you want as like 
there's levels to it. So if you're a level three and you get like a level five problem, it's going to seem like a big, a really big deal. But if you're a level eight and you get a level five problem, like it's just nothing it's to nothing. you. nothing, yeah. Like exactly. you take it in your stride. Exactly. And I love the idea of that. Like it's not hard, but it's just more uncomfortable because mm. you're doing things you've never had to do before. Like, and mm. if you're a level seven and you get a level 10 problem like obviously that's kind of a big deal but it's more just about pushing what is possible mm. for you and the more that you do it the easier it gets yeah like you end up not even seeing it as a problem totally it's just something that has happened in that time in that moment and that you move past it also kind of goes back to like who you hang out with as well like are you hanging out with people who like there every day or their natural default setting is to panic over anything that goes wrong. Oh, I can't. Or are you hanging out with I can't people who that. are just like, yeah, it's rolling, it's going. Yeah. Basically, are you a big fish in a small pond? Wow, an analogy. Yeah, because that's what you don't want to be. You want to be the smaller fish in a large pond. Like, you don't want to be the biggest fish in your own pond. Oh, no, you don't. You don't. You definitely don't want to. You need to surround yourself with people who are, if not on the same level, better than you. Yeah. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Levi's slamming on the table for emphasis. Oh, sorry. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> listeners are going to be like what is up with this girl she is fumbling she's very very passionate and you told me not to slam the table that's okay <laughs> that's okay you just go ahead and do that you just go ahead <laughs> so well, another one of the questions i asked which actually everyone was kind of like very willing to give me this information and i thought oh that's good mm-hmm. i asked how much people earn most just over half of the people said they earn between 1000 500 pounds and 2000 pounds mm-hmm. and how much they would like to earn was usually over 4000 pounds per month. Yes. Is that something that you would be interested in earning in that? Over 4000 pounds a month. Yeah. Yeah. How do you imagine that happening for you? Well, <laughs> <clears throat> I hope that everyone would buy my clothes. That would be the best thing. Yeah. But if not, multiple streams of income. There's other mm. ways. You know, there's styling, there's freelance, like, writing. There's just different ways that you can make money. And I feel like now that I've gone freelance, that's really kicked in. Whereas before I was just like, oh, okay, it's fine. I'm going to get paid on the 26th of every month or on the 27th of every month. Whereas now it's like, okay, I need to see how I'm going to make money this week. See how I'm going to make money next week. You get creative in that yeah, way. You're exactly. like... When push comes to shove, like you really get going. Exactly. Which that's what I like about it. Like you have some months where you're like, oh yeah, this is true, all the mm. money's coming in. And then you'll have some parts where you're like, okay, no, now I really need to like yeah. dig down and like get into it. Exactly. Do you want to be earning over £4,000? Obviously. I would. Actually, the number that I. <laughs> so basically, I had a dream and Oprah was there. Okay. And I can't remember what else happened in this dream, but she just came in a flash and she just said the words to me like, Five hundred thousand, like that, like lots of emphasis on that. Oh my god! That and is I was so... like, "What? What do you mean?" And she said, "Yes, five hundred thousand." And then I woke up, and ever since I've been thinking about the number five. Mm. So five thousand is like kind of like what I would like to earn mm. per month, and then I think five hundred thousand is my goal for what I would like to earn per year. I, I just guess. need to be a millionaire. But yeah. I refuse to leave this earth without <laughs> being a millionaire. <laughs> And I guess I'm already thinking about like how I would how I would do it. Exploring just new ways of like, okay, so how can I make five thousand pounds mm. a month? Have you thought of the ways in which you're going to one of the I don't know all the ways, but I recently hired a business coach. Nice. And I'm doing her she actually has a course which is called like getting to five thousand pounds a month. 
get like or something like that she phrases it differently but it's basically for like so you can generate five thousand pounds months and it's happening in ways that i guess i didn't foresee so it's more like me like putting myself out there creating more systems mm. so it's not just me about like showing up on like the front end and making like content on doing this podcast it's more about like having like the systems in place behind that so like people can experience your brand without me being there mm-hmm. so like through like my mailing list like through digital content that i have online and stuff and yeah it's just a lot like i haven't fully like got mm-hmm. my head mm-hmm. around it properly mm-hmm. well that sounds very exciting yeah and it's also quite daunting like I felt a lot of resistance I was like oh but like this seems just like very businessy like this just seems like it's Which not also for me another thing that it has to be said about creative especially okay, like, working in fashion for some reason we're all like oh that's too businessy when it comes to like finances or when it comes to just anything in general getting your life together for example <laughs> it's just like no that's not creative I don't want even I don't have the mental capacity to deal with that yes. or I don't want to take time to do that and then it's just like you don't know anything yeah because you've spent all your time just being creative and making fashion and then when you go out into the real world or you're trying to like you know think of new ways for example to make money you're kind of stuck for me I feel like that was a fear like I felt like me saying that was basically me showing like my fear to like move on and like to like I guess get to the next level of who I could mm. be mm. um like why could can't I be creative and businessy yeah, at the exactly. same time yeah but also in unis and schools they don't teach you that no they don't teach you and they don't even teach you the idea of having more than one creative outlet yeah. if you're studying fashion design you better be doing study, fashion design the whole you're time doing yeah exactly you better yeah. be a fashion designer and for me that's literally what I thought I was like at uni and I was like I don't want to know about anything else I don't don't ask me about styling or don't ask me about this I'm just here to I just want to make clothes I just want to design clothes and then since leaving that I'm like oh there's so many other things that I could do that can also tie in with my love for design yeah it's wild how everything like connects I know it's so crazy and I think yeah it's just about like opening up your mind in that Mm. way so the coach Leah she's amazing and if you do want to check her out her Instagram is urban 20 something I recommend it but I guess her whole thing is that like the reason why I'm not earning the amount of money that I want is because I don't know how to like I'm not that person Mm. that earns five thousand pounds a month Mm -hmm. yeah so she's like how could you say that this is a bad idea when you don't actually know what is the thing that's going to get you to mm-hmm. £5,000 a month? And that's when I was like, oh, okay, like, I guess I better just try it. Like, I can't be right about this because if I was right, I would already have the thing. Yeah, which is what he says a lot in his book yeah. as well, the Millionaire Mindset book. And so it's like that. And like her core part of her course is like doing like Facebook ads. And I'm just like... Oh, it's so cringe. So all these things are a way to bring money in. Yeah. So they're part of like the system that brings money in. So first you kind of like, you're looking at your audiences, like if you have a hot or cold audience and like what they kind of look like and what their interests are. Mm. And basically you're just trying to find as many like lookalike audiences to that. Interesting. So for say on your Instagram, and you can kind of do this with no matter like what your following is. Mm or who like say for instance like if you had five people on instagram that really interact with you and really engage Mm -hmm. you basically can create like audiences you can basically find people that look like that in different in other yeah and then so what happens is that you're finding all these people you're exposing them to your brand and like obviously at this you're also like creating content so that they 
have something to follow mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. on your instagram or this podcast for instance once you have a stranger that can move into your warm audience then you can sell them something or then you can provide a service right. or a product for them interesting and then when they get there that's when you get the opportunity to make the money like you mm. can't just kind of or you throw can in yeah someone's face for example yeah be like oh buy this but mm-hmm. you have it's about like building the trust and also her whole thing is that it's like you can't sit with every single person telling them about your brand you have to build systems and a mailing list she's really into mailing lists so mm. that people can be educated about your brand like when you're not there maybe i should start a mailing list when i relaunch my website i think you really and, should like send you know, like maybe like some behind the scenes or people love that. I know they it's do. like personal brands. Like yeah. I don't actually follow any brand. You did say pages. this on your last podcast, which I found really interesting, actually. Yeah, I was on the Fashion Originates podcast talking about branding and other brands, and I was like, I don't follow any like brand pages alone. Mm. It's always the CEO of that brand mm-hmm. and like you're watching them eat breakfast and like do their yoga mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. but then they'll say like oh like look there's a new lip gloss which or is, there's a new handbag yeah, which is what um, people love to see now relate- yeah. relatable and it just feels so much more real people I don't think people shop through editorials anymore like so if you're seeing a brand page and you're just seeing the only content they have is like oh like this celebrity is wearing this or this editorial like I don't shop that way mm. so I wouldn't be able to like connect with the brand in that way but mm-hmm. if someone that I really like maybe had that Simone washer bag that I really want I would be like <gasps> oh I want to buy that like I want to work with that like I don't know. It's just a, like human content. Like, yeah. like it's really key. I think it's important in this day and age. Anyway, yeah. Okay, amazing. Is there any other thoughts or points that you want to leave our listeners with today? Well, I was thinking about my past self, my present self, and my future self. I already love it. And what I'm doing right now in my present self that my past self would be happy about, and my future self will thank me for. Oh my god! Yes. But I basically have a list of what I need to do in the next week. And one of it is I need to write a letter letter to my past self. I need to write a letter from my 17 years old self to myself now. I need to write a letter from my future self 10 years from now. I need to write a letter from now to my future self. Does that make sense? And then I also need to make a list of gifts I want to give to my future self. One year from now, five years from now, and 10 years from now. And I am freaking excited, I have to say. That is really exciting. You've been listening to Brooke Costello, haven't you? Oh my God, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) That is it! Brooke Costello is this amazing, mind-blowing life Who Kyra introduced me to. She has this amazing podcast. It's called The Life Coach School. And she basically teaches emotional intelligence... This is just a tidbit of her teaching. I it's incredible. Was, I was like mind blown on this episode because I was walking. I remember I was walking to my house and I was listening to it. And she was talking about um, all these things that you need to do in the present that would, you know, benefit your future self and also benefits your past self to an extent. And I literally had to stop in my tracks. I had to sit down and I just yeah. had to listen and yeah. make a list. And I was like, I'm actually going to do this. Mm. I have to do this. Her work is so life-changing as well. I was thinking about that recently in another way because I often think about my 13-year-old self and my Mm. 13-year-old self was very sad and very... She wasn't in a good place. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like when I'm making big jumps or going forward, like there's been two situations where I felt like I saw 
my 13 year old self like she appeared to me in this mm. weird like spooky way and I almost felt like all the times when I was like a teenager and I just had this thing pushing me or pulling me forward mm. like I was so determined is that your future self and I feel like that was my future self guiding me to be here yes! now yes! <laughs> And it is weird because the book that I'm reading at the moment called Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, he talks about time not being this linear thing. He talks about your future self already existing and your past self still existing with your present self. Right. Okay. So I was also thinking when I do write, you know, all this down and all this letter, I was also thinking of me writing a letter to my past self kind of being like really scared of that because for me that's like unboxing things that you know I probably have pushed to the side or like so you're scared of revisiting your past yeah for sure period I'm scared of like speaking to my past self because then that would unearth different emotions and emotions that I may not want to have felt at that time yeah so kind of like a therapy for myself to myself by myself yes How do you feel like, let's bring this back to our money topic. How do you feel like doing all that will relate to your income? Or do you feel like it won't relate? Well, my present self, everything I'm doing now and working towards now is for my future self. And my future self is going to thank me when I'm a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of the gifts that you give to your future self. That's a gift that I give to my future self. The, you know the amount of money that's in my bank account or the people that I've helped or the money that I've given away, charitable donations, all of that are gifts to my future self. All of that is, you know, goals. All my goals are gifts to my future self. Oh, incredible. I love that. I love that so much. I feel like one of the gifts I'm giving to my future self is this podcast. Like in a year Mm. from now, when I've been doing this podcast, it's going to look probably completely different but I feel like just haven't done that like being that person that can show up every week Mm. really consistently creating a community like that community I guess is a gift to my future self yeah yeah and also a gift to your past self because your past self is like that 13 year old girl who didn't even know that her future self would thank her for being who she was being who she was and going through all that you had to go through to be here in your past in your present self it really is crazy and it puts things into perspective yeah you're like I'm not gonna like stress out about things anymore like if my future self like wouldn't give a shit about this then it's Mm. not on the Mm. it's not on the brainwaves Mm. it's so interesting what you said about like the pulling forward because that is that is literally your future self and obviously God but that is (laughs) you know um that's on that period that is your future self telling you to like hold on yeah and just like keep going like you have to do it for me exactly that whole principle has really kept me from quitting actually for sure like connecting to that future thing and knowing that almost like it's a bigger picture yeah exactly and no matter like so when you do get kind of failures like you're all it's like it's fine it's Mm. part of it Mm. you're gonna get there Mm. it is already like you're already successful in the future you just have to like dig through the snow and yeah! find it i'm like <laughs> clasping my hands exactly you're already successful you're yeah. already you're already where you want to be yeah you just have to you just have to your present self has to go through the hurdles and the journeys to get to where your future self is your future self is already there she's yeah. waiting for you exactly he or she is waiting for you and i feel like it relates to income because it just means that now i feel like there's like right now my bank account is low but when i'm having a period where it's like hmm, there's no money in my account i'm like 
the money is there i just can't see it yeah it's like this spiritual thing mm -hmm. i'm like i don't worry about it anymore because i know that it's always coming Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. there's always lots to come Mm -hmm. and even like me doing this collection i technically shouldn't really do this collection because i technically can't if we're talking about technicalities i can't afford to do a collection i can't afford to make this huge risk on something that i don't know what's going to happen i do you know what i mean because making a collection is so expensive like buying Mm. the fabrics buying the trims all of that hours worked but i'm not even worried about that yeah like i'm not i'm just like okay i need six meters of that that fabric okay i'm gonna buy six (laughs) meters of that fabric i'm gonna get 100 pounds from somewhere i'm gonna get yeah exactly so my future self already knows yeah and you're not getting bogged down on like the so-called quote-unquote realities of life my presence yeah so much of us can get bogged down on and this is why this becoming supernatural book which i keep on talking about it i'm gonna have to get into it it is incredible because he's kind of like basically it's so woo-woo i'm not gonna like talk about all of the points but he's kind of like you have to become it first you have to have the mindset be do have you have to be the person that makes five thousand pounds a month or is a millionaire or has the company of the dreams mm. then it shows up in real life mm. be so then you you be that person first yeah and then you do the things that they yeah. would do and then you have yeah <laughs> we got there in the end <laughs> thanks that, guys that was it. <laughs> that's that that's that that's all we oh, came back here to do mic's done drop we're just really giggling because we are sore today but i feel like that went really well i think yeah for my first ever like (laughs) public speaking can i call this public speaking i think so i'm not a public speaker i hate the sound of my own voice but for my first ever podcast appearance appearance i think it was fun and it was with you so i'm very happy and i'm super honored to be here like (laughs) i love this podcast and i love the joy that it's bringing you so i'm pleased to be a part of it thank you thank you for having me if people want to get in touch with you and see your brand, how you can they? You can hit me up on Instagram at a i s a t a i b r a h i m a. Ooh! Oh, ah! <laughs> Did you hear that, guys? You can find me there. And yeah, drop me a message. I'm always open to questions and always wanting to give out advice, so please yeah and definitely do get in touch i it really means a lot to me when you guys like tell me the stories and like how you're learning from this show and like implement it into your real life so if you have any takeaways from me or levi definitely do check us out yeah and of course if you want to add to the conversation if you have an interesting point that i should share with the listeners next time you can get in contact with me on instagram at kyrie the Bold. Thanks so much, guys. Until next time. Bye.